Welcome to another week of Strange Magic. This is Sarah here. And before we get started, I wanted to let everybody know that because we've had some people asking us, our workshops, workshops about intuition, about spells, and our shadow workshop are available for a limited time on our website strangemagicpodcast.com. We'll also put the link in the show notes. And if you've been wanting to go deeper with the archetypes of the tarot, if you've been wanting to learn more about spells, if you've been wanting to hear more about the high priestess and what we think about how the high priestess can help you work, uncover, and trust your inner voice, the voice of your intuition, you're going to want to check some or all of those workshops out. Okay, so today is the National Day of Mourning, also known as Thanksgiving. European settlers killed over 56 million indigenous people over a time period of about 100 years in North America, also known as Turtle Island. They murdered so many people that it actually changed the global climate as a result of this genocide. If you are listening and you are an indigenous person, if you are a Native American, my heart goes out to you on this day. I am a white person, and to be honest, I actually wasn't taught a history that was accurate for the most part. And I'm an adult now, though, and I can learn. I can learn about the actual history of America, and I can try to do things differently There are a few ways that I educate myself around the history, around Native American issues, struggles, and Native American history, and I also contribute to causes. So I just wanted to name a couple of causes. These will all be linked in the show notes. If you want to look into them more, if you want to support them, if you want to donate to them on this day, or you want to start a recurring donation, these are all some ways, and these are just a little tiny bit. There's, there's a ton more out there. Uh, this was just what I gathered. Uh, first, I think it's important to know whose land we are on. For example, I live on Tongva land, and there is a website. It's native-land.ca that tries to gather all of uh, the Native American territories in North America uh, so that you can look up who was the original inhabitant. Another thing that we can do is we can pay land tax. The Sogaria Te Land Trust, again, I'll put the link in the show notes, is an urban indigenous woman-led community organization that facilitates 
the return of Chochenyo and Karkin Ohlone lands in the Bay Area to indigenous stewardship. And they have a really comprehensive sliding scale, like pay what you can on their website. Um, For those of you listening, living in the Bay or not, if you want to donate, if you want to know what you owe as an inhabitant living on someone else's land, you can check that out. So for me personally in LA, there isn't a land trust or taxation nonprofit, but I do have a reoccurring donation every month to an organization called Wishtoyo. And Wishtoyo is a Shumash village. It is an authentic recreation of a Native American village in Malibu, and it's the only living Shumash cultural village of its kind in SoCal. And this is a site preserving history, so I feel good about helping to preserve it. The food disparity and lack of access to nutritious food is a huge issue for many Native Americans living in North America today. So one thing you can do is you can donate what you maybe would spend on food today to nonprofits helping them. One of them is called North American Traditional Indigenous Food Systems. This is a restaurant, education, and training center that is establishing a new indigenous food system that reintegrates native foods and indigenous-focused education into tribal communities across North America. So I'll put the link in the show notes there if you want to donate there. I also wanted to give a shout out to a friend of mine and also my healer, Shane Case. Shane is an incredible healer and an amazing activist. And Shane heads up the Toki Aminwani project. And it is a project where Shane takes her knowledge as an herbalist to Lakota lands and teaches youth how to create flower essences from the land and create medicine from the land that they live on. I'll put the link in the show notes. Um, I will be donating a portion of the proceeds of my store tomorrow to that project, as well as the North American Traditional Indigenous Food Systems Project. I also wanted to name a very incredible podcast. If you're listening now, that means you probably like to listen to podcasts. And there's this really, really, really brilliant podcast created by two Native American women. One is a professor and one is an artist. Both of them are activists. You need to be listening to it right now. It's called All My Relations. All My Relations podcast. It's amazing. I'll put the link in the show notes. It's a very comprehensive guide to all kinds of modern Native American issues, situations. Um, There's history, there's education. It's really, really valuable. It's really, really incredible. And, you know, I hope you'll love it as much as I love it. I also think that if you're listening to this and you're a white person, you know, we really need to talk about this with our families, with our friends, and maybe we need to stop celebrating Thanksgiving altogether and do something else with our time on this day. Fast, volunteer, read, do research, you know, maybe that is what we're feeling called to do now. You know, I'm Jewish and I'm a witch. And so as a Jewish witch, I think a lot about ritual and I think a lot about how so much of our rituals are arbitrary and how so much of our collective rituals were created 
maybe out of lies, maybe they're obsolete, maybe they don't resonate with us. And I really do think that a lot of the holidays that folks in America celebrate, whether it's the 4th of July or whether it's so-called Thanksgiving, they might be obsolete. They may not, we might not want to be celebrating genocide and slaughter and lies and fake histories. And we might want to create new rituals that feel more personal or that at least feel more accurate. So that's just something for all of us to chew on together. I'm not here to give you any, um, you know, commands or anything like that. I just wanted to share what I'm thinking of. I'm, I'm pretty sure this is the last year I'll be celebrating so-called traditional Thanksgiving because my family's in town and I want to spend time with them. But I think moving forward, I'm going to think of different ways to move forward with this. And also today kicks off a pretty difficult time for many, many of us in the Northern Hemisphere. It's the holiday season. Ho, ho, ho. And it's the countdown to the end of the year. And if this time is hard for you, you aren't alone. Here in the Northern Hemisphere, we are in the dark moon time of year. This is a time where we are in the dark most of the day. And I want to remind us, gentle listeners, we're animals. This is a time where naturally our bodies wish to slow down, want to rest, want to hibernate. But here we are being forced to go, 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 shop, 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 hop on planes, trains, maybe automobiles, and perhaps be around people we don't feel comfortable being around. This is a lot for our animal bodies to process, and our bodies have memories. Even if you're surrounded by people you love at this time, if you have to have challenging times with family members or other folks, our bodies remember They remember times from past dark moon times, from past holiday times. This can be a really sensitive time for us, all of us. So this is just a reminder to honor your body, take space when you can, get more rest than you normally do. We aren't supposed to be super busy all the time, and this time of year reminds us of that. And for those of us having to be around folks or family that might be triggering or challenging, I'm going to ask you to take some deep breaths. Probably some of you have heard this famous saying by Ram Das, the writer and spiritual teacher. And it goes something along the lines of like, I'm this famous guru. I'm enlightened. I've meditated for 9,000 hours. and I know the meaning of life. And yet when I go home to my parents, I'm 15 years old again. So if that's you at this time, or maybe sometimes gentle listener, just be kind to yourself. This is so, so common. What I want to remind you is that energetic boundaries are really important. Remaining kind to yourself and others is really important. And that if others do not want to see us or can't really truly see us, there are those who do. Remind yourself of this appreciate those people. Remember that you can always respond, not react. You can take a breath. And in that breath, you can take time to remember that whatever someone is saying about you or to you, like Thanksgiving, it isn't the truth. And when you exhale, 
you can connect to the truth of who you know yourself to be inside. I want to remind you that you don't have to do things you don't want to. You don't have to go places you don't want to. If you absolutely have to, you don't have to stay as long. You don't have to dance in the same patterns. You don't have to answer. You don't have to follow someone who's trying to provoke you. You can take space. You can take care of yourself. Here at Strange Magic, we wanted to give you some additional support if you want it at this time in the form of a heart opening meditation. It's going to start in just a moment. So if you want to get comfortable with some tea or some blankets and pillows, if you want to turn the lights down and relax, we've designed this meditation to help you come back to and honor your heart. You can also listen to this anytime you need to. It'll be here for you. Lots of love. And until next week. For this meditation, you may wish to gather any rose quartz you have or any other crystal or crystals you have that resonate with love, compassion, and heart healing. Before beginning this meditation, you may wish to light a candle and put out your crystal or crystals so that they are near you, or you may wish to put them on your body or over your heart. Find yourself in a comfortable position. You may be seated or laying down. Your eyes close softly and you allow your entire body to relax. Place your awareness and your attention on the breath. Take some time to deepen the breath. Take the slowest, deepest, softest breaths you have taken today. Slow down your body. Allow your mind to relax. Center your awareness on becoming a safe and gentle home for your breath to circulate in freely. Imagine your breath acting as a conduit for your body to receive space, to receive grace, to receive softness.
fill your lungs up with as much breath as you possibly can. As you breathe in, you welcome calm. As you breathe out, you offer harmony. As you breathe in, you enjoy inviting in sweetness, love, and compassion. As you breathe out, you extend that sweetness, love, and compassion to your entire energy field and your greater environment. As you become one with the breath of love, you infuse your entire body, mind, and spirit with that love. This love is always there and can always be accessed by taking a few moments to pause, slow down, and center. As you begin to find yourself in a more relaxed and loving state, place your awareness on your heart. You may wish to put your hand on your heart at this time. Try to connect to the energy of your heart. Take in the power that resides there. Connect with the intelligence that resides inside of this pulsing, electric organ. Understand that your unique heart has a language of its own that wishes to communicate with you. Pause here and spend some time connecting with the realm of your own heart. Is there anything your heart wishes to communicate to you at this time? Take note. If it is a feeling or emotion, allow the sensations of that feeling or emotion to move around your entire body. Imagine your heart as a lotus. 
This lotus has many layers to it. It needs very specific nutrients to keep it healthy, to keep it beautiful, to keep it vibrant and growing. Today, is there something you need to give your heart lotus so that it can stay strong, beautiful, and healthy? Can you give your heart what it needs, either with actions, sensations, or intentions? Imagine your lotus heart so beautiful, so strong, getting bigger and bigger. Imagine it moving out of your body and appearing in front of you, so large, so that you can actually walk into it. So expansive that you decide to step inside to experience the layers and the warmth of your own heart. You slide in between the petals and find yourself on the bank of a pond. It is dusk The sky is a soft pink, and hazy clouds float above your head. Your heart, so wide, so expansive, has many worlds that you can access within it. For now, you are in a calm scene of earth and water pink air, and idyllic horizons. A large swan, bigger than you, glides over to you, inviting you to climb onto her back. You gently step onto her silky smooth feathers, her sweet wings, and you wrap your arms around her strong neck. The swan is able to communicate with you without using words. She lets you know that if you ever feel doubt or fear, if you are ever unsure of what to do, you can take the time to connect with your heart You can drop into the lotus, into the heartbeat. You can connect to the breath, soften into her feathers, and you will be held by the great vastness of your own love, your own vibrance, and your own connection to that love. You travel on the swan for a little bit of time, adjusting to the movement and the warmth of her graceful energy. She glides over the surface of the water easily and decides to stop 
in a welcoming curve of the pond of your heart. You thank her and slide easily off her back and walk a few steps until you turn and see a large and beautiful tree in front of you. The tree is vibrant and has a strong and ancient wisdom that runs through its many roots, up its trunk, and into its many branches. In the branches of the tree are many, many different colored doves. They are the messengers of your heart, ready to fly far and wide in service of your heart and your love. You walk up to the tree and sit down next to the base of the trunk. You feel even more calm, more rooted, and more centered. You feel the roots of yourself, keeping yourself anchored. You feel the core of all that you've learned. You feel the growth of all you are doing. You feel all the shapes you are stretching out into, all the gifts you are receiving and will continue to receive. The more you show up for yourself and for what you need to feel grounded and rooted in your own heart space, the more the branches of your love will grow. Your heart drinks up the energy of itself fully so that it becomes a full cup, able to give, able to receive. Take a moment to turn into the smooth, strong trunk and tell it what you need now. Let it affirm what is ready to start taking place. Make wishes, make affirmations. Take a moment to tell all the doves of your heart where they need to fly out, where they need to go, what they need to offer in order to be seen, to thrive, to be supported. The doves soundlessly take off into the hazy pink sky, through the clouds, and through the leaves of your lotus heart into the universe. Your heart continues to beat. You continue to breathe. You continue to be. The breath 
your breath, the breath of love, of intelligence, the breath of compassion, of kindness, travels all through your body like you yourself are a tree. You root down into yourself. You stretch up into what you are coming into simultaneously. As you become one with the breath of love, you infuse your entire body, mind, and spirit with that love. This love is always there. You can always connect to it through the beating of your heart. Take a series of life and love affirming breaths for as long as you need to. And then slowly come back to a consciousness of the present moment.